Hi everyone, this is Mark Hastings and welcome to Mark the Poet, the podcast. Hi everyone, this is Mark and this is episode 50 of Mark the Poet and today I'm going to be talking about my favourite film of all time and that film is the one and the only The Shawshank Redemption and it's been my favourite film for many years now and uh, in this episode uh, I want to celebrate uh, my favourite film I want to tell uh, everybody why The Shawshank Redemption is my favourite film and um, I want to read some poetry um, that I think um, can be uh, tied into and is closely associated with why I love the Shawshank Redemption so much. So as I said, uh, today's episode, episode 50, is dedicated to my favourite film of all time, um, The Shawshank Redemption. And if you're not familiar with The Shawshank Redemption, um, it's a film that came out in 1994. Um, it's uh, written and directed by Frank Darabont and uh, based on the 1982 Stephen King novella Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption. And um, I've loved The Shawshank Redemption, the film. Uh, I loved the novella as well. Um, I even bought a um, first edition of um, the the collection of uh, novellas that uh, Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption was included in, um, which is called um, Different Seasons. And... Um, Fascinatingly, it has within it uh, two other um, two other novellas uh, in it that have been adapted uh, into into films uh, as well, um, and those are uh, the novella "The Body," uh, which was adapted into um, the film "Stand by Me." Um, and um, the film Apt Pupil, uh, which was adapted into uh, the film of the uh, the same name, and uh, within that uh, that collection of novellas, um, the Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption had the subtitle of Hope Hope Springs Eternal, and um, that is an important message and uh, it really does signify um, why uh, the Shawshank Redemption, both the novella and the film uh, are so amazing uh, because it all revolves around hope and uh, if you're not uh, familiar with the story of the Shawshank Redemption um, it tells the story of a banker named Andy Dufresne, who's played by Tim Robbins, uh, who's sentenced to life in Shawshank State Penitentiary for the murders of 
his wife and her lover um, even though he uh, he pleads his innocence um, but uh, unfortunately he was found very near to where um, his wife and her lover was found murdered and shot to death and uh, he was found in his car with um, a bottle of um, uh, bourbon he was uh, drunk and um, with a gun and uh, bullets that were strewn across the 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 ground and and uh, yeah he was uh, he he was he was he looked guilty and that's why he was uh, arrested and uh, taken and sent to to court and uh, indicted and uh, yeah that's and that's what leads him to be um, sent to prison uh, for 20 years I think or, uh, two life sentences back to back from brightly for the death of his wife uh, and her lover and you you don't find out initially when you, you start watching the film you don't know if he is actually um, telling the truth if he is innocent um, but over the course of the film you realise that he was telling the truth and um, as the film goes on he finds um, that there may potentially be evidence to prove his innocence and um, he he pursues that or he gets in he tries to pursue that um, but unfortunately his hopes are dashed um, by uh, by the warden of uh, of Shawshank Penitentiary uh, Samuel Norden who's an absolute piece of work if you know what I mean uh, very manipulative very uh, nasty guy um, who uh, really likes to throw his weight around and uh, yeah he never likes to be wrong um, very self-centered and selfish and yeah everything has to revolve around him and uh, money as well he uh, he he claims to be a religious man and he he's, he uh, sprouts uh, verses from the Bible um, but yet he's uh, He's a very uh, sinful man, um, as you, you get to learn over the course of the film. Um, but the the film um, is basically a film of uh, two stories uh, meeting, uh, the two stories of two people who meet uh, within Shawshank uh, Penitentiary. Um, one who's been there for a very long time since he was younger one um the character called um ellis red redding he's called red um as a nickname um he's an african-american man um who uh, was sent to shawshank prison uh charged with murder and he openly admits that he did commit murder um, so he, he doesn't ever um, hide that fact he is guilty of uh, his crimes whereas Andy Dufresne 
is innocent, but yeah, they still get sent to prison. And um, yeah, Red Ellis, Red Redding is there um, at the start of the film, uh, just after the introduction uh, when we see uh, Andrew Dufresne being uh, sent to prison for the murder of his wife and her lover. And in the film, uh, Ellis Red Redding uh, is played phenomenally by Morgan Freeman. Um, at, uh, Tim Robbins as well. Uh, absolutely, absolutely incredible. In fact, every member of the cast um, who plays some of the supporting uh, roles, um, from uh, William Sad uh, Sadler to Clancy Brown, Gil Bellows, uh, of course, James Whitmore. Um, are just fantastic in the film but uh, Tim Robbins is uh, Andy Dufresne and Morgan Freeman's uh, Ellis Red Redding uh, they really do carry the story um, forward and it's about them and um, yeah their interactions uh, are phenomenal and um, when they do finally become friends because at the beginning uh, Red uh, Morgan Freeman's character doesn't like Andy Dufresne. He he thinks he's he thinks he's too up himself. He he walks around like he's uh, got something to to smile about, and he's too full of himself and uh, highfalutin banker. You know he thinks he's more um, he's better than everyone else. But um, the the reality couldn't be farther from the truth. And over time. Um, after, especially after um, Andy Dufresne, Tim Robbins' character asks um, Red for a um, for a uh, a rock hammer, which is like a miniature pickaxe, as it's described uh, to him. Um, and Red asks him, well, "Why? Why would you need something like that? You you're gonna." put it into someone else's skull or something, use it as a, as a weapon. And he's like, no, I don't do it to, I'm a rock, a rock hound. Andy Dufresne says he likes to polish and shape rocks and carve them into different shapes. And that's just, he's uh, kind of a hobby. And he wants to uh, maintain that while he's in, in, in prison. And uh, Red agrees, he gets him his, uh, his rock hammer and um, that's where their friendship uh, begins and uh, over the course of the film they have several um, interactions with one another um, and uh, um, based on um, what Andy chooses to do during his time in prison and what uh, Red um, observes him doing um, helping people out in little ways and uh, just doing as best he can to survive uh, being institutionalized um, their friendship grows and grows and grows and they become best friends um, throughout all the bad stuff the bad times that Andy goes through um, his interactions with uh, the warden Warden Norton played by Bob Gunton uh, another great actor has uh, been a lot of things um, and um, and over the course of the film um, Andy 
kind of becomes the the go-to person for both the warden um, for uh, legal and financial uh, reasons. He wants him to cook his books, if you know what I mean. And he's got some side deals that he doesn't want um, to uh, um, to admit to. He doesn't. He wants to hide them from the government, federal government. And um, yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not uh, declaring everything in his taxes, you could say. And whereas then other, the, some of the other inmates in Shawshank come to Andy. To help them with their taxes and uh, and tax season, um, the uh, and the the other um, prison uh, officers come to him um, when it's uh, tax season to help uh, ask Andy to to help them for free, of course. Um, and that's how Andy's existence is. And Red um, Morgan Freeman's character. He's kind of a uh, a go-to guy himself. Uh, where people uh, people go to him when they want something brought in from the outside, and he's able to um, smuggle things in um, and then get them to people inside. And that's how he gets Andy uh, his rock hammer. And um, yeah, they're very intelligent and resourceful men, um, both Andy and uh, Red. And I think that's why they get on so well because they're very similar people. Even though uh, Andy's, uh, you know, a very uh, upper class white man, and Red is uh, black, an African American man who's obviously been in trouble in, with the law in the past, and since he was growing up, and uh, he's, you know, guilty of um, of murder. But. Um, over the, over the course of the film, um, their interactions and different inmates come in, um, and it just um, solidifies their uh, friendship, and uh, and um, things go great for them at first and, and throughout the film, but then um, Andy is, Andy's hope is being chipped away at. Um, at the same time, um, that we find out in the end that Andy uh, for the entire time that he's there I think 20 years he gets he's, he's there for in entirety he's been finding a way to get out and he's had a been um, devising a plan to not only get him out of uh, Shawshank prison um, but uh, a way to redeem himself and to make sure that uh, the warden gets his due and gets caught and that happens um, towards the end of the film Warden Norton gets arrested and Andy uh, disappears he gets away scot-free um, because uh, as I say over those 20 years he was uh, tunnelling through the wall one of the walls of his um, prison cell with his miniature pickaxe, his rock hammer, and he dug uh, a hole and eventually a tunnel, and he was able to go through and um, and find a way to, and he breaks his way into the a sewage pipe, and he crawls through a river 
a pipe of feces and everything else uh, you can imagine come out of a down a um, down a sewage pipe and eventually crawls his way out and finds himself in a pool of water and into the falling rain um, where he, he strips off all the the garb of prison life and he feel finally feels the, the touch of uh, the beautiful raindrops on his face and it's an incredible moment very impactful moment in the film when that happens and uh, I always uh, I always laugh at the fact that the way that Andy um, uh, disguised his uh, the tunnel that he was built uh, that he was digging all that time that he covered it over uh, with a, a different poster every now and again um, and I think the first poster that he covered over his uh, his newly begun tunnel was of Rita Hayworth um, which he got from Red um, and um, then over the years it, it changes and, and eventually I think the last uh, poster is one of uh, Marilyn Monroe um, in that famous uh, scene where she's standing over the uh, over the the, uh, the grate uh, and um, yeah Andy gets out and of course the whole prison uh, goes into a panic Warden Norton is worried he can't believe what's happened Red um, is has no idea in question he says I have no idea or he's, he didn't tell me anything and Andy kept it all to himself um, and um, we find out that he has he has left he's found his own way he's escaped and uh, um, he had it all planned out and as I said before the warden gets his due he gets arrested the police come to arrest him and then life goes on in Shawshank. Um, Red misses his friend, Andy. Um, and Andy misses Red. And Andy sends uh, Red a postcard from uh, uh, somewhere in Mexico that uh, Andy spoke to Red about called uh, Zehuataneo. Uh, it's on the, on the coast. Mexican coast and um, he said that Andy told him uh, just before he escaped that uh, if he ever gets out of there to to go to a specific place um, and uh, he will find um, something that Andy's going to leave for him and that will um lead him to where Andy's gonna be and um, and it is it turns out to be Zewataneo the real place when uh, and when um, Red gets out and he finds what Andy had left for him um, buried uh, and at the end of the film uh, Red is on a bus and he's traveling towards Mexico and it, you're left 
wondering um, will he find his friend will they be reunited and then right at the end of the film you see that they were reunited they meet on another on a beach where Andy is looks like he's restoring or he's working on a, a boat and they see one another and then they race towards one another and they embrace one another and it is so unbelievable and I'm getting emotional just thinking about it and uh, that scene and it gives me goosebumps because The Shawshank Redemption is a film that means so much to me it taught me a lot about hope about redemption about life about optimism about never giving up and I've watched it I must have watched it hundreds of times but I don't need to I love it but I don't need to because it lives in my mind I can recite every word from it I can see every image from it and I know um, every part of it I know the characters like the back of my hand because for some reason the first time I ever saw it it really hit me and impacted on me and it left me with this wave of hope and optimism that has carried me all the way through to, to now and all my life and I haven't seen The Shawshank Redemption for a long time now but as I say I don't need to because I know it so well but I do look forward to the time when I, uh, I do see it again because it's like seeing old friends it's an incredible story incredible film from the, the acting to the production to the music the music is absolutely phenomenal it just carries you but it's all about the characters the, and the story and the story of Andy Dufresne and Red and Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman's characters and they're absolutely stellar in it and that's why Shawshank Redemption is not only my favourite film but it's the favourite film of so many people all around the world because it is so impactful and it's so inspirational and it's so incredible and I love it I love that film so much it's my one of my favourite films it is my favourite film whenever anyone ever asks me what my favourite film is without question and without pause I will say The Shawshank Redemption absolutely nothing could ever eclipse it in my eyes nothing could ever top it nothing could ever be better than The Shawshank Redemption and um yeah, it's a, it's just the best, the best film ever. Um, I could talk about it all day long, um, but um, uh, what I want to do today, uh, as I said, um, as well as uh, champion um, and uh, put out there my love for um, the Shawshank Redemption. Tell everybody that's my favourite film. Uh, everybody should watch it. Uh, they absolutely have to watch it if they haven't watched it. And if you have watched it, watch it again, again, and again. Um, I want, I said, as I said before, I want to read uh, some poems as well. And um, the first poem that I want to read today uh, is called Favourites. And um, I wrote this back in, uh, it must have been 2000 and, um, 2014. 
Um, and it was published in my book, The Sound of Mark. And I uh, hope you like it. Everyone has their likes and dislikes. Everyone has an opinion about what is the best. Even when we are a child, we have our favourites. A favourite toy we like to play with. A favourite teddy bear we like to carry around everywhere. A favourite blanket that we hold on to tightly for comfort and security. A favourite bike. A favourite colour that can equally make us feel calm and quiet one minute and then the next have our heart beating fast in our chest. Throughout our lives we grow to love things more and more and we can even gain a new appreciation of some things that we always claimed wholeheartedly to always hate because nothing ever lasts forever. And because invariably our tastes do change over time. There are some things of brilliance and greatness that we can discover and happen upon late. Our favourites are individualistic and say so much about who we are and about the life we have had and the life we live. Our favourites are what make our entire day and can be what we think about and breathe every minute. Our favourite person, our favourite song, our favourite lesson, our favourite road which we travel on which is never a mile too long. Our favourite book, our favourite car, our favourite cook, our favourite drink at our favourite bar. Our favourites are our favourites because they make us feel something. Our favourites are our favourites because they make the world feel like there is nothing missing. Our favourites are our favourites because they make us feel at home even when we are far away from what we know as well as the back of our hand. Our favourites are our favourites because they are special to us and not just another grain of sand. My favourite book is The Little Prince. My favourite film is The Shawshank Redemption or, depending on the day, 500 Days of Summer. My favourite colour is blue. My favourite writer is William Shakespeare and he has been from the moment I first read his beautiful words and every time I've reread anything penned by him every day since. My favourite song is To the Moon and Back by Savage Garden, but I also love John Lennon's Imagine, and to me these songs are songs that no one else could ever truly cover. My favourite thing to do is write, but if you know me already, that would be something that you already knew. What is my favourite now hasn't always been, nor should it ever be. Things are meant to change as we are meant to change. As we live, learn and experience new things and see new things, we grow and change, bear fruit and take in, and are a person and a product of our environment, circumstance, mood and our emotional metamorphosis 
that we sometimes go through because of something that we feel and see. Your favourites are your favourites, but they could also be the favourites of someone you know or of someone you have yet to meet. But who you might meet because you share the same love and appreciation for something and because you bask in the light that something or perhaps someone daily emits. Your favourite table, your favourite chair, your favourite place, your favourite passion. There is always an amazing story and an amazing reason why something touches you and why something or why someone becomes your favourite. And as I said, um, some things do change. Uh, some things are your favourites one minute and then they're not your favourite um, a year later. Um, but for me, um, The Shawshank Redemption in particular has been my favourite film since I saw it. And every time I've seen it, it's become even more of my favourite. And now, without question, it is my favourite and it always will be always will be my favorite and um, yeah that will never change and the next poem that I want to read to you today is my poem Crossroads and I hope you like it it's so important to never forget one of the greatest things we can do in life is remember it's a gift to be able to hold on to the memory of somebody special that you know like a brother or a sister or even the face and the legacy of someone you never even met. You need to hurt and feel pain before you can try to make sense of any loss and over time that intense maelstrom of emotion will transform again and remind you why every day of life and the lengths that we sometimes have to go to in life are significant and essential beyond measure. Everyone needs time to close their eyes, take a breath and refocus. And even though when we do lose someone before their time, we do need to mourn them. And we should all look for the signs that they are indeed still around in some form or another. Because a soul is the purest and the most amazing energy there is, and the same energy that created and sustains the universe every second, and which cannot be forgotten or destroyed ever. Life is like a library, and every person, plant, animal, thought, invention and memory is a book and a source of reference in that library that can that we can all choose to read and reread if we feel the need. So much happens for so many reasons that we will never understand, but that is why we have to appreciate every face, every cover, every name, every page, every edition, every addition, every life that is born, written, lives, because everything is a thing of beauty. And no matter how you may feel sometimes, you and the world can only go in one direction. 
And if you are truly open to the constantly changing and evolving twists and turns that everyone faces, you will knowingly fulfill the potential of your life and all life when the possession of such knowledge there is no knowing where the road of your life will lead and that is very true um, I'm sure we can all attest to the fact that um, throughout our lives we all come to moments of crossroads where we have to make a choice and sometimes we go down roads and we make choices and we find that um, um, things aren't always as we want them to be uh, but we just have to keep going because life is about choice um, and sometimes um, we just have to adapt to what life throws at us and the road ahead and we just have to go go with it um, just like Andy has to in the Shawshank Redemption um, he's thrown into a penitentiary, into prison um, against his will he hadn't done anything wrong he didn't kill anybody um, but uh, when he found himself um, in prison um, he learned to adapt and over time he found a way to survive and um, get through his time and find some redemption and uh, that's something that we can all hope to attain throughout our life and um, the last poem that I want to read to you today um, is a poem from my book The Dreamer and the Dream and uh, this one is also about roads uh, in a way of speaking um, because the title of it is called One for the Road When we are about to set out and head down a road somewhere we all need something to take with us and drive us forward as we go When we are about to make a move into the wild open air we all sometimes need a talisman that is, as our journey evolves, may become more important to us than at first we could ever know. I've always been fascinated by the sayings and the slogans of bumper stickers that you sometimes see and can read on the outside of a car, a van or a truck, mostly on the roads of the United States of America. I cannot remember all the insightful things that I have read, however most of the bumper stickers messages that have adorned the vehicles that I have seen to me are the things that perfectly capture their drivers and give a small insight into who they are. A favourite book to read along the way, a memorable album of music to listen to that always carries you like a wave. A favourite drink that can keep you wide-eyed and ready for what awaits you. The memory of someone whose face makes you as happy to see them as a sky of bright blue. The road ahead could be anything. Where you are going could be anywhere. The road ahead could mean anything. Where you are going 
might be just the beginning of a story that you may one day want to share. One thing can come to mean everything. One moment can spark into life something amazing. One word, one phrase can come to have profound significance to you and can even become your own personal code. One totem, one symbol can be all that you need when what you want is simply one for the road. And everybody's on a road, everybody's on a path through their life uh, to somewhere that they don't uh, know. And uh, it's not always clear. Um, but one message um, that uh, um, has carried me through my life, especially since I saw uh, the Shawshank Redemption, is something that um, Andy Dufresne says um, in the film um, and um, that message is something that um, Andy leaves um, in a letter for Red um, just before Red embarks on his uh, his path, his road ahead that will lead him to Andy um, and uh, the quote um, and the message is that remember hope is a good thing maybe the best of things and no good thing ever dies and that is uh, a message and a motto um, that I think about all the time and that has carried me through my life and I I think really um, describes why we should all never give up on hope, never give up on life, never give up on anything or anyone and that if something truly means something to you, something truly matters to you then don't give up on it, don't give up on hope, don't give up on optimism and just um, do like Andy did um, when he was sat in his prison cell um, when no one else was around and he was slowly but surely dig tipping away at the at the at the rock that was his uh, prison cell wall and he chipped away at it and chipped away at it and chipped away at it and over time it just became crumb crumbled on the on the floor um and over at the end it was all worth it because Andy was able to get out of that cell that he found himself in he was able to find freedom he was able to find redemption and he was able to embrace life and hope and he got to that moment because of his friends and especially his best friend uh, Red and uh, 
that's why these three poems and what I've said uh, previously is all the reasons why uh, The Shawshank Redemption is, in my opinion, one of the best films ever made. It's my favourite film and it always will be. And um, yeah, I hope that if you haven't seen it, I hope you will choose to go and see it or stream it or get it on DVD or whatever. Um, or even read the, the original novella, uh, read to Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption because um, that collection of novellas, um, different, different seasons by uh, Stephen King um, is phenomenal. Um, and uh, every story within it is uh, is brilliant. Um, but anyway, I'm just going to leave it there for now. Um, hope you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Um, hope everybody stays hopeful out there. Um, hope everyone stays healthy. Um, and uh, hope everyone stays uh, optimistic about the road ahead. And uh, as Andy said... Um, in the Shawshank Redemption remember hope is a good thing maybe the best of things and no good thing ever dies so I leave you now with a message of hope and I hope um, that you have a great day wherever you are and I hope that I get to talk to you again soon thank you for listening and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Hi everyone. Um, if you liked what you heard in this episode of uh, Mark the Poet the podcast, and uh, you want to hear more, uh, or if you want to read more of uh, my poetry, uh, then uh, if you go to uh, my website. Uh, which is markthepoet.me. You'll find um, a wide uh, selection of uh, some of the poems that I've written over the last five years. And uh, if you want to buy a copy of one of my books, then just go to Amazon uh, in whatever country you're in, um, or onto barnesandnoble.com. Um, uh, and uh, you can get a copy of all of my books, each one of my 10 books, and um, there you'll find uh, books of poetry that I've written, uh, my short novels, and um, yeah, my, uh, my poetic journey and uh, my writing journey um, for over the last uh, 10 years. So uh, if you like the sound of that and you, know, you want to read more, listen to more, um, then uh, check out um, my website, markthepoet.me, or check out some of my books um, on Amazon, uh, or online, wherever you get your books, uh, in a physical copy, and also as an ebook. book um, so Thanks for listening, and uh, happy reading.